Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Elaine B., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Today is Friday, February 9th. 2018. Today we're reading from the big book and we've jumped from there as a solution to to appendix two on page 567, the spiritual experience. Today our readers are Lisa S. for the 12 steps, Susan R. for the 12 traditions, Jody E.Q., Mo H., and Nancy T. The reference number for the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting yesterday for Thursday, February 8th, is 11,021. That's 11021. The reference morning for this morning 7 a.m. meeting Eastern Standard Time for Friday, February 9th, is 11023. That's 11,023. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members, and we're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer, our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Lisa S. to please read the 12 steps. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Great, thank you. Lisa S. recovered in Colorado. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Number four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Number twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lisa S. I will now ask Susan R. to please read the Twelve Traditions. 
Okay, thank you. Good morning. My name is Susan R. Uh, I'm recovering in Rhode Island. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in manners, matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you for letting me share and serve. Thank you, Susan R. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does not re this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book, and there's a solution, but we're jumping, jumping um, based on the asterisk at the bottom of the page 25. We're jumping to Appendix 2 on page 567, The Spiritual Experience, and I will ask Jody E.Q. to please begin reading. Thank you, Elaine. Good morning, everybody. This is Jody E.Q., a grateful recovered anorexic, bulimic, and compulsive overeater in California. The terms spiritual experience and spiritual awakening are used many times in this book, which upon careful reading shows that the personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism has manifested itself among us in many different forms. <clears throat> 
sorry for my voice. Let's see if I can do this. Yet it is true that our first printing gave many readers the impression that these personality changes or religious experiences must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. Happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. In the first few chapters, a number of sudden revolutionary changes are described. Though it was not our intention to create such an impression, many alcoholics have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming God-consciousness followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. Among our rapidly growing membership of thousands of alcoholics, such transformations, though frequent, are by no means the rule. Most of our experiences are what the psychologist William James calls the educational variety because they develop slowly over a period of time. Quite often, friends of the newcomer are aware of the difference long before he is himself. He finally realizes that he has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life, that such a change could hardly have been brought about by himself alone. What often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected resource, inner resource, which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. Most of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of spiritual experience. Our more religious members call it God-consciousness. Most emphatically, we wish to say that any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. We find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. And the quote by Herbert Spencer, there is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. All right, so I'm Jody, and uh, this is an interesting uh, discussion here about spiritual experience. Indeed, we do not have to have a sudden and profound spiritual experience to eventually have a spiritual experience. If we are willing to have an open mind, if we are willing, open-minded and honest, we can recover by practice by working the 12 steps and this spiritual experience will come perhaps here and there and ultimately profoundly that's my experience i feel that i had 
I've had many spiritual experiences along the way, including at my very first meeting when I felt that I had come home. I knew I had come home. That was a spiritual experience. And I hadn't even worked the steps. I had perhaps worked step one. And I've had many more profound experiences in my many years of working these steps. Interestingly, I can go backwards. I can lose my spiritual experience if I fail to work these steps, if I pick up the food, or even if I just don't do what I need to do daily to stay in fit spiritual condition. So this is a very fluid thing, this connection with a higher power. It comes, it can come and go. And the more I pray and meditate, carry the message, the stronger it gets. So um, don't be dismayed if you haven't had an obvious spiritual experience. Just keep coming back, work the steps, abstain, and you will have one. And with that, I pass. Thank you very much, Jody EQ. Who would like to comment on the spiritual experience, Appendix 2? Ginger C. Robin Carolyn Ginger C. Hang on just a moment, please. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. As I was writing down, I missed some of the, the the names that I've heard. Ginger C, Robin Joe B, Carolyn S H. Who else wanted to Kelly share? P. Michelle Mona W. Mo H. Okay. Okay, I think I've got about all I can take right now. Um, let's see. Hang on just a second here. I'm going to double check a note I've got here. Maybe. All right. So I've got Ginger C, Robin Joe B, Carolyn S H, Kelly T, Michelle M, Mo H, Penny C, and Allie C, I believe it is. And if I missed you, I'm so sorry, but we'll catch you on the next time around. Okay. So, um, Ginger C, you'll be up first, followed by Robin Joe B. Good morning, Elaine, and thank you so much for your service. You really do a beautiful job with moderating. Um, so, this is Ginger C, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. And uh, I don't know what part of the book I don't love, so <laughs> I always say, oh, I love this piece. Um, but, you know, thank goodness for the spiritual appendix in the back because, you know, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, however, it will always materialize if, and I love that word if, it's big, if we work for it. But it doesn't have to be this sudden upheaval. It doesn't have to be like Bill's story and so many at the beginning that we heard. But again, if I work at it and I follow this direction and I do this work precisely, exactly it will materialize in God's time because this is all about a higher power. I let go of the wheel. I don't know how it's going to happen, but the book promises me that it will happen. And I love, love Herbert Spencer's quote. That was me for 24 years in a 12-step room. I so had contempt prior to investigation. I knew about the big book, but I was not going to have anything to do with it, yet I did not read any of these words in between. I had no idea what the book was about. 
I just thought it was boring. I thought big book thumpers were nerds and weird, and I wasn't hanging around them. And a friend of mine uses this great storybook that we all are familiar with uh, by Dr. Seuss, you know, Green Eggs and Ham. Sam I Am was not having anything to do with green eggs. He did not want them, not on a plane, not on a train, you know. And then finally he tastes one and he has this experience and he loves them. And that's contempt prior to investigation. We don't know what we don't know. So, again, I'm keeping myself out of this show. You know, when I went to Virginia Beach, they all had these power lightning bolt sashes around their bodies, and I didn't understand it. And then I went home, and I followed these clear directions, and of course they were wearing these lightning bolts because this power of the big book is profound. It solved my food problem. The big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it's not even our literature. It's in another program, and it just solved my food problem. For the first time, I was neutral, and I wasn't thinking about food, and my life was changing in a way that was unbelievable. So I hope you don't keep yourself out of the show because really we are the problems. It's me and my mind that keeps me from God's promises. And God wants great things for all of us. But I have the indispensable part. That means I must have it, the honesty, the openness, and the willingness. So first we surrender. We're out of ideas. Thank God the food has kicked us to the curb. And then I'm with the how, or sometimes people say the who, because it is about a higher power that does this for us. It's nothing to do about us. It's just God's grace that's in us and working for us. And I'm just so grateful that I finally became willing. But again, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. And with that, I pass. Thank you very much, Ginger C. Robin Joe B., you're up next, followed by Carolyn F.H. Thank you so much, Elaine. Um, so uh, I, um, I am Robin Joby uh, from Missouri, recovered anorexic, bulimic, and compulsive eater by God's grace and for his glory. And I am so excited about this. But um, Ginger pretty much said everything um, that, I, that I was um, thinking of, you know. And I just love that, you know, um, somebody in the last meeting said that I don't know what the guy's name was that de that took the willingness honesty and and um open mindedness and and was like hey I can I can make a word out of that and arranged it to how and and I'm like you know when I read that when I seen that in black and white and I and you know for the first time and I was like why would you change it to how and when it was already who it was who right there um, and, uh, you know, we know in, um, in, uh, you know, that, that our, our spiritual maintenance is, 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 you know, what, where we get our recovery. And, um, and so anyway, I just, I just love that. I think of it as who, <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, the, this, um, personality change, I was reading in some of my, um, my morning stuff this morning, just this morning, just this morning. That's how awesome God is, you know, so, such a personal God um, that I was reading, you know, that we are, um, you know, uh, we're, we're uh, physical people, you know, we have a, a physical body, we have our, our soul and we have our spirit. And of course, our physical self is our body. Um, you know, it's not going to last forever. And then our, um, our, 
our spirit is um, what lives, what does live forever, and it's you know eternity. Um, and then our soul is our personality. That's our emotions and our personality and everything. And so, if we're having a personality change, wow, you know, yeah, being transformed, being transformed by the renewing of our mind. That's you know, let's say that um. That just, you know, reminds me of saying the set-aside prayer. Because when I came into this program, I had an awesome higher power. And he is still the same one. But I did not realize, I knew how powerful he was, but I didn't realize um, that he didn't expect me to um, to be powerful. I felt like I had to be powerful to please him and to be able to control this body and everything. And as soon as I gave that up and was like, you know what, I can't do it. I can't. Well, yay, that's exactly where I was wanting you, Robin, you know. Um, let me do it for you, and he has. And um, I'm just so grateful, very, very grateful. I love this. Um, anyway, then with that, I will pass. Thank you all. God bless everybody. Thank you, Robin. Joe B. Carolyn S.H., you're up next, followed by Kelly T. Hi, good morning, Elaine. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Carolyn S.H., grateful, recovered, compulsive eater in Massachusetts. And um, I love these two pages. I think they're um, exceptional and um, critical pages, um, as are many of the others. Um, And um, what has jumped out at me is a sentence that I don't ever remember hearing before and one that hasn't seemed important to me prior um, uh, on the uh, towards the top of the second page here he can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial Um, and what's jumped out at me is that word only um, that we can only be defeated by our attitude but the attitude of intolerance and belligerent denial and oh Elaine I forgot to set my timer but um I'm on it now. I think I have about two minutes left. Okay. Um, and because I have thought, I've gone in and out. Whoops. Um, I'm gonna, I'm, Carolyn, I'm going to clear the line, and, and I'm going to okay. ask you just to, uh, to sure. press star one to unmute in just a second, please. Please press star one and continue. Carolyn Message. Okay, am I back? Whoops, hello. Hi, please go ahead. Star one, Carolyn Message. Hi, am I back? <laughs> You're back. Thank you so much. Please okay. go ahead. All right, I'll keep this short. Um, so uh, I just, for uh, the longest time, I thought that my being able to have access to this recovery that everyone was talking about was dependent upon things that I couldn't control, right? That, you know, um, oh, I had a lousy childhood. This will never work for me. Oh, I, you know, I don't know. There's so many other things. (laughs) You know, I look like this. Um, This could never work for me. I don't fit into this fellowship. This couldn't work for me, blah, blah, blah. and this this is really jumping out 
me this morning that he can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance and belligerent denial. Um, uh, and what others have said about the um, willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness, that's it. That's all I need um, uh, in order to follow these instructions um, and have recovery. Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you very much, patient Carolyn S.H. <laughs> and Kelly T., you're up next, followed by Michelle M. Hello, everyone. My name is Kelly T. from New York City. Can you hear me all? Yes. All right. Thank you for your service, by the way. Um, so it's amazing how today we're reading spiritual experience. I read it last week for my workshop. And then today I wasn't even supposed to be online because of my work. I took, I took today off from work. So it's such a um, gift that higher power would put this um, reading today and for me to hear it, the message. And it reminded me so much when I first started the program and it took me over a year to really get that spiritual experience. I was in program. I went through seven sponsors um, in a year and a half in OA, and it's because that I was I wasn't willing to give up my will, and I just the idea of having a higher power take control was really scary for me. And I always made so many excuses not to do the program how it, it was um, written in the book. And once I put the food down and subdivision and purging. I was able to really understand the reading because I was so fogged. I couldn't get the message that I really needed that higher power. So once I reached that, I was able to let go of my sponsor, that current sponsor. And my my current sponsor now, she was the one that got me through through um, Big Book and Vision for You. And I understand that it's all higher power. Taking my will is not going to help me. Like today, I took my will. I, I took um, today off from work because I didn't want to deal with my boss. And I'm, and I'm like, I need to be honest about that. And I need to do God's will. And it is to be able to set that boundaries with my boss at work and not be afraid of authority figures. And you know what? It's about progress and perfection. But to, today, I'm willing to be honest and to look at my actions and and do better next time because I cannot be hiding from others. It's not going to um, suit me. It's not going to help me recover. And I'm just so grateful for everyone in the line. Thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you very much, Kelly T. And Michelle M., you're up next, followed by Mo H. And if you're not Michelle M., if you could um, mute your line, that would be so helpful. Thank you so much. Hello, this is Michelle MC, uh, recovered in Colorado. Uh, thank you, Elaine, for your service today. Um, what stood out to me was the sentence on the bottom of 567, a tapped and members find that they have tapped an unexpected inner resource that they presently identify with as their own conception of a power greater than themselves. I came into this program an angry, broken woman. I thought my only problem was food, and so I had a gastric bypass. Interestingly enough, uh, changing my physiology did not change my broken brain. So I came to this program, and I thought I was screwed because I heard the word God. God had abandoned me, and that was my feeling, when I was a small child, and I could never 
feel that God took care of me since then. Gratefully, I kept listening and kept learning and found that the educational variety was true for me too because there is a mystery out there. As I prayed as a young woman, please God, help me to be thin, what I was praying for was to have physiology change, gravity change. If you eat too many calories, you remain fat. So that prayer is not going to work. I can't pray gravity away. I can't pray too many calories away. But I can pray, and those prayers have been answered decades later, with this program that shows me there is a way. If you have an illness and you go to the doctor and they give you antibiotics, that's it. They don't give you a way to live. I have an illness that not only corrects my disease day by day, but also gives me a way to live in the world that I never had before, that I don't have to live by paralyzing fear. So if you're afraid of the God word, please hang on. Find that there is a resource and you can have the conception that you want of a God. So with that, I pass. Thank you so much today. Thank you, Michelle M.C. Mo H., you're up next, followed by Penny C. Good morning, Elaine. This is Mo H., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Northern California. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thank you. Great. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, This was uh, an appendix that uh, I I really didn't like when I read it first time, and I thought, oh, God, that's just too much spirituality, and I just don't want to deal with it. And now today it's just hitting me every paragraph. One of the things I learned in some of the workshops I went to that the word change is in there six times at least and uh, some other words that mean change like transformation. So we are being shown that a change can happen, sometimes fast, sometimes slow. But the sentence that really stood out for me is um, quite often in the last paragraph on page 565, quite often... I forgot to set my timer. Quite often, friends of the newcomer are aware of the difference long before he is himself. He finally realizes that he has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life, that such a change could hardly have been brought about by himself alone. And my sponsor said to me, I've been with her two years now um, and recovered almost the whole two years with neutrality around the food, is she said to me, I wish I had recorded your voice when you first called me and then recorded it today. You sound so different on the phone. And I feel different inside. I now feel different. When I have that inner reaction when someone says something to me or or just pushes a button in me, I feel it, but then I react differently. And I feel more calm, more serene, and more focused on uh, working these steps. And one of my mantras uh, when I was slipping and sliding and relapsing for years and years was stay in the rooms. And I've never left the room since uh, March of 2000. Uh, So my mantra is to stay in the rooms and eventually the miracle will happen. I heard on the earlier meeting, so I heard we could plagiarize, and it's okay, is in the 12 and 12 on page 106 and 107, it describes spiritual uh, awakening. When a man or a woman has a spiritual awakening, the most important meaning of it is that he he has now become able to do, feel, 
and believed, which he could not do before on his unaided strength and resources alone. He has been granted a gift which amounts to a new state of consciousness and being. And I have to say for myself, that is so true. I am now able to do, feel, and believe that which I could not do before. And the first thing is I never had neutrality around the food until I came on this line and heard all of you studying this big book. I have never studied it like I do now. I absolutely love it with a passion. And Gentle reminder. I am I'm going to pass with that. Thank you very much, Elaine. Have a good day. Thank you, Mo H. Penny C., you're up next, followed by Allie M. I believe I heard Penny C. Perhaps I was wrong. Allie M., would you like to go ahead? May I ask if I'm being heard? You are, Elaine. Okay, great. I can hear you. <laughs> All right, great. So, um, Allie M., are you available? Well, in the meanwhile, how about I just let you know what we're commenting on today. We've been reading. There's this is Allie M., can you hear me? Oh, yes, Ellie M. Why don't you go ahead and I'll do my explanation after we hear from you. Please go ahead. Thank you. That was my third try unmuting and um, perseverance got me through. Good morning, everyone. Um, this is Allie M. from Bellingham, Washington. And um, I, in my disease, um, I've I've heard, you know, I've really related to the the words cunning, baffling, powerful, um, the insidious insanity, and um, the the bedevilments. And so I know it is the purpose, it is the whole purpose of this book to get me connected with uh, a relationship with a power greater than myself um, as a result of a spiritual experience. Um, So I know how important this appendix is. And um, I've, I've understood for myself now that I have had several spiritual experiences, um, as Bill would probably describe as epiphany. You know, I've had um, the, the overwhelming, you know, sudden overwhelming sense of God consciousness. Um, but those were moments where um, it wasn't necessarily followed at once by a vast change in uh, in feeling and outlook, um, those were followed slowly um, by those changes for me. Um, I have had to um, hear it from other people that you know that I'm different, and it's once I look back that um, that I can see the changes and the the progress that I've come um, through in my recovery. And the one thing I know for sure is that um, my thinking was sick. I couldn't trust my thinking. Um, so I've had a lot of doubts along the way. And it's a miracle that I have neutrality around food. Um, but neutrality around food is not enough for me. Uh, I have to have neutrality around people, places, and things, and emotions. But especially, I have to have neutrality around my thinking. And um, in order to 
maintain that and grow that, I have to do this every day. Um, so I know I've reached points where I feel good and things are going good around me and I can let up on this spiritual program of action and let up on my steps. You know, maybe I let a couple of tenth steps go and that just clouds my thinking so much. I cannot connect to God in those moments. Um, so it says, um, it says an inner resource. We have tapped an unsuspected inner resource. And I, I do um, believe that this is, this is where my God connects to me. But when my thinking is clouded, I start to have doubts and I block my own inner resource um, to that power. So that's why I have to keep doing this, keep working the steps, keep taking action every single day. Thank you so much. I pass. Thank you very much, Allie M. Penny C., perhaps you had the same problem. Penny, if there was a Penny C. in the line that wanted to share, star one to unmute. Okay, I must have been hearing things. So as I started to say, we were um, reading There is a Solution on the bottom of page 25. There's an asterisk which refers us to Appendix 2 on page 565. We are commenting on the spiritual experience the entire reading. And who would like to comment on um, those that page? Anne CZ. Donna W. Anne CZ. Donna W. Kathy G. Terry K. Terry H. Kathy G, Sharon KB, Terry H. I think this is more than we're going to be able to have time for. So um, I have Ann CZ, Donna, uh, didn't get your last initial, sorry, and Kathy G, Sherry KB, and Terry H. And um, again, we likely won't make it through all of you. But Ann CZ, please go ahead, followed by Donna W. Sure. Um, let me. This is Ann CZ. Let me just set my timer. Um, this is Ann CZ. I'm a um, compulsive overeater, sugar addict, anorexic in recovery. This is my first time on the line on um, Vision for You on calling in, uh, not calling in, but talking on the line. Uh, thank you for your service. And um, I'm really excited to be on the line. Um, I love the spiritual experience reading. Um, actually, I love the big book. Um, ever since I first started coming, when I saw the big book, my very first inclination was not to like it because um, at the time I was married to an active alcoholic and I thought, what am I reading about him for? But I was also in the sugar big time. And so that was many years ago. And as I started to gain recovery, I started to see the value of the big book. And I started to see meetings around me close and meetings that read the big book. And so um, some of the meetings I was at didn't read the big book as much, but I'm really grateful in the last couple of months to have found vision. And I am on it maybe due to my schedule, maybe once a week or so, but I'm grateful for that. And the spiritual experience, um, I was really happy to see about the, I've always heard it as how, honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness uh, being the essentials of recovery. But whether it's how or who, to me, it doesn't matter. It's that the spirituality and the spiritual experience. And to me, that's 
higher power or God as I know it. Um, and I like that um, I, I underline many things in this reading today. Um, he finally realizes that he's undergone a profound alteration in his life, his reaction to life, that such a change could hardly have been brought about by himself alone. Um, and that um, the overwhelming God consciousness followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook, uh, that he didn't do it by himself, and that um, just that it wasn't a sudden and profound thing, that it happened over time, and that's how it's happened for me, and that it's not necessarily these big things, it's a lot of little things, and that when I look back and that other people tell me they see it, sponsors and, and the like, that they've seen changes that I don't necessarily see. Or when I look back, I can tell that my behavior is different than it would have been before OA, before program, before knowing the big book. And I thank you all, and I look forward to more comments. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you very much, Anne CZ. Donna W., you're up next, followed by Kathy G. Hi, this is Donna W. from Palo Alto, California. And I'm so grateful to be abstinent and recovered for today. And um, I heard someone share at a meeting that uh, for him, his spiritual awakening is that he made his bed every day. And uh, that uh, that really helped me see that uh, the spiritual awakening doesn't have to be, you know, the burning bush. It's the little changes I make. And um, I can see that in my life right now because I have this amazing close loving relationship with my mom and she called me sweetheart recently which she has never called me that in in my life so um those are those it's it helps me to see the little things that are help me to um see that i have had a spiritual awakening and the willingness to work my program and doing things like you know calling uh, my sponsor and doing my daily practice those are all spiritual practices which lead to the spiritual awakening and I do know people who have had spiritual experiences, and, you know, I want one. I want to, to be zapped and, uh, you know, recovered and live perfectly, happen happily ever after. And, um, you know, what I've seen is that they might have had this spiritual experience, but they still need to do the daily work. And when they don't, they don't have the recovery. So um, maybe the, you know, for me, like, I lost my weight very gradually, and it helped me to, like, be at home in my body versus like this big dramatic weight loss. And then I was, um, you know, uh, disoriented. It helped me to be at home. And so maybe be, having a gradual spiritual awakening has also helped me to, you know, just be at home with this new Donna. And um, at the OA birthday party, I went to a session about higher power and uh, the speaker shared about when he meditates, it's all about aligning with higher power. And, um, you know, that's all it is, is, hey, how can I align with my higher power today? And I pray every morning for God to direct my thinking and my eating, keeping them divorced from self-pity, dishonest, and self-seeking motives. And uh, just trying to listen to that very, very, very quiet voice that is my higher power, just to, to make a little space to get some guidance. So it's not all the Donna show. And um, and as I heard uh, uh, this this fellow that uh, shared about making his bed, he has a prayer, um, which I'll use for myself. More more God, less Donna. More God, less Donna. That's all I need is a little bit more God, a little less Donna today. Thanks so much, my pet. Thank you very much, Donna W. Kathy G., you're up next, followed by Sherry K.B. 
Good morning. Are you able to hear me, Elaine? Yes, I am, Kathy. Thank you. Uh, okay. Thank you so much for being here this morning on this beautiful snow day. I have a 15-year-old uh, who is so excited and a 24-year-old who's a teacher who texted me, Woohoo, snow day. So, uh, but anyway, this is Kathy G. Uh, from Illinois, grateful, compulsive overeater, uh, recovering one day at a time, thank God. And uh, a couple of things just really jumped out at me here this morning. And one is just thinking of the snow day was on page 568 was the line where it says, most of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of spiritual experience. And the word awareness just jumped off the page to me. And I thought, the reason that I can enjoy this snow day so fully is because I'm just so aware of the power greater than myself, God, um, in my life today because I'm so clear and I'm so free. And the miracles of this program are happening in my life. And um, I'm on step nine. And... As I do the amends, I'm just watching miracles happen. And it's interesting for me. I've, I've been on, on a deep spiritual journey since I first went into OA in 1990 when I got set free from bulimia. But it's only been in about the past seven months that I've really got on division and been having um, just a different uh, form of a spiritual experience. And yes, some of them do, uh, you know, take time like this one has. And I think that's why I'm appreciating it even more is because it has taken me so much time. But I'm so grateful for seeing things, like someone mentioned the little things, like I am slowly watching order begin to creep into my life and into my thoughts and into my life. And for me, that is a spiritual experience. That is a miracle. So just uh, so grateful to be here today, grateful to be reading this appendix and uh, grateful to be on a line where the word we probably hear more than any other word is grateful. <laughs> all right. Hope y'all have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Kathy J. Um, Kathy J. We have about four minutes left. So if, if it's possible to do two minute, two, two minute shares, we'd have time for Sherry KB and Terry H. But please go ahead, Sherry KB. Hi. Good morning. This is Sherry KB in Northern California. Very grateful, recovered, compulsive, reader. Thank you so much for your service, Elaine, and everybody on the line. And I'll just say this, that, um, you know, step 12 says having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. And so to me, the spiritual awakening is the result of working the 12 steps. Um, I've been able, through the grace of God, to put the food down. My higher powers kept me abstinent, happily, sanely, and contently. And uh, I notice a change in my well-being, and um, and it continues day by day um, as long as I keep in fit spiritual condition. Anybody can have this. Anyone can if you go through this 12 steps this way. And that's what it is to me. It is a spiritual awakening. It's a change in my personality. It's something I could never do for myself, and only my higher power could do for me. Um, and I'm just so grateful for it. With that, I pass. Thank you. Well, thank you, Sherry KB and Terry H. Please go ahead. Hi, everyone. My name is Terry H., a recovered compulsive eater, bulimic, and anorexic in North Carolina. I'm just very, very grateful today to be able to hear all the shares and be the last person and have an opportunity to share. You know, my spiritual, I'm just really grateful that I was able to have the opportunity to work those steps and clear the block so that I can open up 
and be open to my uh, spiritual experience and my higher power. You know, having that neutrality around the food today and neutrality in, in many areas in my life, you know, um, I have the ability to uh, work on things with my higher power and seek that conscious contact every day. It's, it's not um, always easy because Terry's will and Terry's way want, always uh, sometimes gets in the way and Terry wants to take control lots of times. Uh, but today the difference is, is that I have clarity around that and I can work on turning it over and turning it over to my higher power because with that I have nothing. With that, without that, um, I have nothing. <laughs> and, you know, I just, um, I just want to be in that conscious contact. I don't want to be in that misery and, and pain anymore. And so I, each day I take the actions to clear those blocks to open up. Uh, for that connection with my higher power and it is amazing journey um, and just really grateful for that and I definitely get that everyone has their own spiritual experience or spiritual awakening um, no two are the same and you know for the newcomer I just you know say hang in there you know continue working the steps stay abstinent work those steps and um, just be open to the process. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Terry H. We have one quick minute if someone wants to just share a few words. Did you call me? This is Mo H. Oh, I'm sorry, Mo H. We have one more minute. And uh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Perhaps I'll share a thought. Spiritual experience, spiritual awakening, um, you know, uh, a spiritual awakening sufficient to bring about recovery. Um, I did experience that through doing the steps, and I'm extraordinarily grateful that I had that opportunity to live sanely. And more and more, more will be revealed throughout, uh, throughout our journey together, trudging this happy road of destiny we gain more and more as we continue to grow and maintain our fit spiritual condition. So I hope each of you gets a chance to do that today. Thank you very much. And thank you for everybody who shared today. We'll now transition the meeting by reading from the big book on page 164. And Mo, will you please read a vision for you? Yes. Uh, my name is Mo H., Recovered Compulsive Eater in uh, Northern California. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. <laughs>